Hey, thank you so much for listening. This is the uh, first episode of It's Gonna Be Okay, a podcast that consists pretty much entirely of the stand-up comedy that takes place at uh, Eastburn every Monday at 8 o'clock in, in Portland. It's a Portland stand-up comedy institution. Been going eight years strong. One of those years was the pandemic, but still eight years strong. We're counting it. We're counting it. Um on a weekly basis except for the pandemic year and it's a been hosted by barbara home now it's hosted by me and what do i bring to the equation well i do not have the uh you know deep and lasting bond that barbara shares with her audience but i do know how to record a podcast so we're listening to a podcast of the show um and it's it you know stand-up comedy enjoy Thank you so much for listening, and uh, without further ado, here we go. I should probably say who the comedians are. There's Shane Brendan and Ben Harkins, Calais Alexander, and we got Barbara Holm on there, and it's a, uh, we got a murderer's row. It's a murderer's row. It was a stacked lineup. Everybody went nuts. We had a, We had a good time, so that's it. All right, enjoy. Also, we had Zach Toscani. I forgot to mention Zach. Sorry, Zach. All right. And without further ado, here's the show. Goodbye.
All right, just one second. I'll be right back. All right, everybody, coming up to the stage right now, we got your host for the evening. And uh, by the way, thank you all for coming out. So lovely to see you. So lovely to have you here. Please keep the energy going. A warm welcome for your host, Louis Sequera. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What a treat to be. Hey, just like uh, the last person said, thank you so much for being here. It's, it, it's, it is weird to be back, but great. Weird and great. Um, boy, oh boy, I, uh, first things first, a little bit of business. I was told to tell you guys that right now, it's a bit hot, that's because the AC is busted. AC is busted, but don't worry, we got the AC repair person on the way, so it'll be fixed probably after the show, but it'll be fixed and it'll be cooler here in the future, and that's just a nice thing to know. Another thing that I'd like to go over. In case you weren't here 10 minutes ago, there's a raffle going on. We got some prizes that are uh, pretty good in my opinion. So if you want a raffle ticket, they're free and they're on the top of the change machine right over there. You just have to fight your way through a big mob of people and uh, then you can get a chance to win. Uh, what do we got? We got graphic novels by Barbara Holm. We got some classic It's Gonna Be Okay pins. Uh, we got, what else do we got? We got a tarot reading done by yours truly. Why are you laughing? It's, no, it's okay. You're right to laugh. It's, I'm bad at it. I'm not, I'm not so good at it. It's, I've tried to, I, I got into tarot. I got into a lot of weird things over the pandemic. A lot of weird hobbies. Tropical fish, that's one. That right there, I find that fascinating. That's a, that's a breeding pair of green terror cichlids right there. Give it up for the breeding pair. There's babies in that tank. Check them out after the show. Um, oh, one thing I should definitely mention is um, uh, get some drinks. If you want, you know, get some drinks, get some food. Like if in the middle of the show even. It's not an interruption to the show. None of the comics will make fun of you. Just get some drinks, because that's the thing that keeps the show going. That's the engine, is uh, just, you know, drinking. So, drinking, that's good. We got, uh, what else we got? We got, oh, shout out to, to Nate, your bartender. <laughs> Treat him nice, you know, because he's here. He's helping you out. Let's help him out. And we got, uh, boy, oh boy. And then there's another thing that I was supposed to mention. And the other thing is, you're supposed to, well, not supposed to, uh, heckling. Let's talk about it. Save it for after the show. When, when we're done up here, you come up to me, you heckle me all you want. You follow me to work, you heckle me there. That's fine, just not during the show. And uh, that being said, let's get, to, uh, let's get to some jokes. How do you feel about that? <laughs> jokes, comedy, laughing. I've been, uh, I've been through a lot to get to where I am today, to get to where I'm standing right here. 
I used to be a Hollywood big shot. It's true. I lived in Hollywood, and I worked in the movie business, in concessions, specifically. And uh, that was a glamorous position. It was adjacent to a lot of glamour and glitz. I, uh, it instilled in me a love of the movies. And that persists to this day. I go to see movies. I enjoy movies. I haven't seen many movies. The Goonies, I have never seen. Um, what, uh, the Green Mile, I've never seen. Uh, the Godfather, I've never seen. But I've seen, um, what, uh, what other G movie have I seen? Green Book, I saw half a Green Book. That was pretty good. Um, I, I, uh, here's the thing, I probably see more movies, but I get in trouble when I go to the movie theater. I think I just like to make myself at home, and that comes from working concessions. I make myself at home at the movie theater. And uh, I just like to do whatever I want, I don't know. It's, uh, it's not a good quality, but it's a quality I have. What, you know, I don't have to defend myself to you. Uh, I, I don't know. It's been so long since I've been to the movies, but like the last time I went, I remember I brought a can of beans, and the reason why I brought a can of beans, and I'm gonna get defensive about this too, is because I ran out of beans at home. And on the way to you know the movie theater, there was a supermarket, so I just went in, I got some beans, I showed up with the beans, and then the ticket taker was like, you can't bring those in here. I said, <laughs> I was like, why? And they're like, no outside food. As though I were just going to take, like, like a psychopath, just take my can of beans, my can opener, just grind away in the movie theater and open it up, you know, pull out my spoon, sip cold beans throughout the whole movie. So I don't know. I, w I was like, all right, you know, we got employee of the month over here. I'm, I'm going to, sure, I'll get rid of the beans. I'll go outside, I'll put them in the car, you know? So I went outside, I put them in my backpack, right? I came back in, hands free of beans. So I try walking in, and then they're like, I'm gonna have to check your backpack. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that was a wrench in the plan. <laughs> so, and here's the thing that made it worse. I also had five other cans of beans in there, because when, <laughs> When I buy beans, I buy two cans of three different kinds of beans. That's a variety of proteins and flavors for less than $5. It's, I don't need to explain beans to you. <laughs> you know beans. Uh, but anyway, I had six cans of beans. That's, I don't know, that was a, an extremely compromising position. I didn't want to be the person that brought six cans of beans to go see. That's like one can of bean ev every 15 minutes or something. That's like 3,000 calories worth of beans. That's. That's too much. So, I don't know. I, I just kind of was like, I remember just standing there and just kind of like thinking, shit, like, I don't know what else to do. I gotta, I'll be like, yeah, of course, you can see the inside of my backpack. Why wouldn't you be able to see the inside of it? Sure. It's, and I opened my bag. And then the person didn't even look inside. They were like, all right, you're good. Come on. <laughs> Employees in movie theaters don't care. <laughs> and that was my saving grace throughout my life. That's been my saving grace. But you know what? I care about this. <laughs> care about you. Care about all of you. And I care about, very much, about the next comedian coming up to the stage. Are you guys ready? Yeah!
you ready to start? There is no other way. By the way, how many people have been to this show before? That's a lot. That's a lot. Thank you so much for coming back. There, there's, a, there's no other way I, I, would like, it's, I would like to begin the show. This is the best way to start the show. Uh, everybody, please put your hands together for Barbara Home. And everything's back to, back to normal. And we are, everything's we actually live together, but I still make it clean up. I make it like <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Louis Sequera, everybody. Where are all my drug users at? Make some noise. Yeah. Where are all my Celexa, Citalopram, SSRI mood stabilizers at? Let me hear you say, let me hear you say, I didn't really feel like coming out tonight. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I'm actually, I, I do, a, I, I have taken a lot of the antidepressants in the past, but I'm actually not on any right now, or as I like to think of it, emotionally raw dogging. <laughs> it's really nice to see you all. I'm, I lost my job during the pandemic. Did anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like many people, and uh, I, it, it, it's like it's kind of rough right now. I'm also in school, so I'm very broke, but I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to reframe it, so I like to pronounce it baroque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can clap. That was a well-written joke. <laughs> there might be a few more later. Um, I, <laughs> I, I hated my job, so I was okay with it that I lost it. And I, I was one of those people that, you know those people that's like, can I speak to the manager? I was the person they transferred them to. I wasn't a manager, I was just like, you know, somebody that they thought could enjoy that kind of <laughs> person. <laughs> but I, the, I feel like one of the last weeks that I worked there, I spoke with this person and, um, and he was like, like, uh, he kept calling me lady. He was like, listen, lady, you don't understand, lady. Listen up, lady. Lady, I'm getting mad. Like, that was in every single sentence. And I was like, I was like, hey, Matt, like, I know your name. You know my name. Can't we just, like, talk to each other like normal humans and not use gendered insults or, like, weird stuff like that? And he said really angrily, well, I'm sorry, but I don't know how you self-identify, and I'm sorry if I offended you. I've never had somebody that was so mad at me ask me my preferred pronouns. <laughs> I actually felt very special, <laughs> but it's good. I've had all this extra time lately to feel terrified, and <laughs> that's been going well. I've been getting a lot of reading done. I love reading. It's my favorite hobby because it's the only hobby that makes loneliness look smart. <laughs> And I, I, yeah, go books. I read a lot of books about vampires and witches for the articles. <laughs> I started during um, COVID, I started learning to play the bass. And yeah, and let me tell you, the hardest part about being a woman that plays bass is how sexy I am all the time. <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll just be, like, playing the same, like, no, like, over and over again. And I'll be like, is my hair going in slow motion right now? <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> um, I, 
am I, I, I'm excited to go back to having friendships and stuff. Like I want to, like I feel like I have to relearn how to be a good friend. Recently I asked someone like, oh, do you want to come over and read quietly next to me? <laughs> and she said yes, so that is a good step in the right direction. Um, I, I've always had kind of a hard time interacting with people. Sometimes people tell me that I'm too sensitive and I want to correct them, but I'm crying too much to get the words out. <laughs> and it's, it's weird when people say that somebody's sensitive because it's usually meant as like, like everybody has sensitivity, everybody is aware of their emotions, ev other people's emotions, everybody has empathy. And I do think that I'm like hyper aware of everybody's feelings around me. Like a lot of you are feeling like, I like Barbara like, right now, like, and that's, <laughs> thank you, I feel the same way back, but I, I feel like I have like a lot of sensitivity to other people's feelings, but I'm also really socially awkward, so I don't always know how to respond correctly. Like I can kind of sense, like I'll be like, oh, you're in pain right now. Um, would it help if I was in pain too? I think I can, I think I can will my period to start. <laughs> And that might put us on the same. I mean, I've got like six crystals on me right now. If that's not going to help me c make my period happen on command, then I don't know what they're good for. <laughs> but I'm really, I'm really happy to be back here and performing again and seeing all of you. And I hope that you all are feeling comfortable and safe and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> that is very nice. And um, they got a new mic stand which is nice. Oh, I probably shouldn't have lowered it because you're like tall. Um, I read recently that if you want to spice things up in the bedroom, spice things up, um, your, your partner might like a little bit of mood lighting in the boudoir. So now anytime I am going down on anybody, I have a flashlight under my chin. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your time. Have a great night. Barbara home, everybody, and I spray the mic. All right, you guys ready for another comedian? All right, I'll introduce them. This person, very excited to see. It's been a long time since I've seen them, you know, because of the, you know, the pandemic. Uh, everybody, put your hands together and give a warm welcome to a very funny comedian, Kelly Alexander! Hi. Hello. Woo! Right? Uh, I was not gonna do comedy. I had like a whole bunch of this and no and naughty, no, no. And uh, then Babs hit me up like a couple of weeks ago and was like, hey, do you wanna do this show? And I was like, no. But it's the first show, yes. Yes, it's such an honor to be on the show, this is like the best show in Portland. By far. By far. And this show tonight, if I see any more of you leave, I swear to God, if it's for a cigarette, okay. But come back, this show is gonna be amazing. Anyways, uh, so I didn't really write anything because I was like, I'm just gonna do what I do, so. Um, 
so I am no longer a bartender, which is like huge, and I know that everybody here is in the service industry, but can you just please give it up for me because I made it out. I fucking made it out. I made it out. And I'm a fucking finance director for a nonprofit that's trying to save the world. Fuck all of you. Fuck off. But it's a lot of work. <laughs> and uh, so I needed a vacation. And so uh, the decision was made that we all converged on Phoenix, Arizona in the first two weeks of July. Which is like, if one of you motherfucks says dry heat to me again, I will kick your teeth out. I like seriously, like when we were there, it was like monsoon season, so like haboobs, which are like four story dust storms, and then there's like a of rain, and like it's the, like fucking you can catch yellow fever if you go out and look at the lightning and get caught in the dust. It's like it's deadly, it's deadly there. I can't believe I grew up there, anyways. Whatever, anyways, anyways. Uh, you're just always wet and salty, like, like pirate skin is what you have. That's what I've had for like the entirety of the two weeks today. And so like, fine, fine, whatever, and get in the pool and like, whatever. We like made it a thing, whatever. We had, um, we created tent time. Uh, so there's two babies and five adults and six out of the five adults smoke weed. I checked them, check the math on that. But so we like set up this tent outside, like right by the pool so you could like slip out and then into the pool. But we set up a tent with Moroccan pillows and that was like where all the adults like did a bong rip and then like went and take care of the, the babies. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I did say that I was just gonna talk about my trip, right? <laughs> this, we're just, take a trip with me. Take a trip. Uh, so I am now um, making money like a normal person should make money. And so I was like gonna treat myself. And so I'm like, I'm flying out to Arizona and that's fucking crazy. And I looked up, like Alaska is my favorite airline and like the only option was premium, and I was like, cool, first class, definitely. It's $60 each way, I can afford it. I haven't flown in two years, I'm doing it. And what premium is in Alaska, I'm, I'm warning all of you, please listen to me. Please listen to me. Premium is not first class, that you still have to pay for your bag, and you, ha you have to sit directly behind first class, and watch through a sheer mesh curtain that you can see everything, and they're just like throwing sandwiches out to everybody that row in front of you. What am I paying $60 extra for? This much space. Anyways, I'm sorry. I just like, I'm, I'm learning that I need to know the key words that rich people look up because I always fuck it up. What are they looking up? I mean, honestly, does anybody know 
don't shout it out. <laughs> All right, well, so, like, I didn't want to, but I'm gonna, because it's cool and it's funny and it's whatever. But the two kids that um, we were all, all the adults were like high, like taking care of and all of that shit. Um, Three-year-old was my niece, who I have not seen. Uh, my sister was like, we're leaving to Maine when like everything shut down. I was like, okay, I gotta like, I'm, like and then it was just like shut down. But so my niece is three now and the day after her birthday, she wrote her name. And so I came the day after her birthday. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on with you. You're crazy. You're super smart. Uh, and she was like kicking me shade for the first week. And I was like, I, I saw it. I saw you kick me that shade. But she like, it's kid dialects and kid communication is like something that you have to like get into. But like my niece doesn't say yes or no. She says, uh-huh or uh. And so I thought that was the cutest fucking thing, obviously. And uh, I, we were in the pool, and I was like across the way from her. And she, my, my sister was asking her something, and she said, uh-huh. And I said, uh-huh. And she shot me a look. Like if she was wearing glasses, they would have flown off. Like she was, I was like, I'm fucking that, Tilda. I see what you're saying. I got it. I got it. OK. But so this is the best part. So we were having a diving competition, and Matilda is wearing her Michelin Man, like, you know, floaties. So cute. But we're having this diving competition, and it's my sister's time. And I'm holding on to Matilda and watching her daughter. And my sister goes up to the diving board, and everybody, it's not like diving or whatever. It's like, who can be the craziest? Because it's for kids. And my sister does this silverback gorilla and like is fucking nuts and then dives into the pool and I'm holding on to Matilda and she grabs my hand hard and she's like, no, I want mommy, I want mommy, I want mommy. And I was like, I know she's coming. And you can see my sister like swimming and like coming up and I'm like, see, she's coming. She's coming, she's almost here, she's almost here. And she was, Matilda was like, fuck you and climbed out of the pool and stood there and my sister heard it and put her hand over her heart and she was like, she was saying, I don't want my mommy. And so I was just staring the shit out of my knees. She's coming at you. Here she comes. She's almost here. Oh, there she is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so then we had to have a talk about it because she was angry, right? And, uh, so I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that you were scared. If you're scared, I'm supposed to protect you. I didn't know that you were scared. And Mika was like, that's not enough. And she's like, Matilda, do your big kid bark. And she looks at me dead in my, her, in my eyes and like straddles the ground and gets her fists up. And she's like, ah! And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You should have more words, though, dummy. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. <laughs> Kelly Alexander!
y'all doing? Doing good? You're about to be doing a lot better because coming up to the stage, one of my favorite comedians and people, put your hands together for Ben Harkins. Let's see how, oh, yep, okay, in my mouth. Uh, I would like to uh, just maybe lead us in like a short prayer. If you guys would maybe like repeat after me if you want to. Okay, so, um, dear Lord, kill Jeff Bezos in space tomorrow. He's just one guy. You have taken so much from us already. What's more, one more body on the fucking pile? And if that is not a part of your plan, Lord, Well, what about my fucking plans? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Amen. All right. Good. Here's to Jeff Bezos dying in space tomorrow. That felt good. Can't wait for that to maybe happen. <laughs> Things have been going all right, you know? Things are opening up again. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on the show again. It's so, uh, it's so good to be here. And, uh, you know, things are opening up. I, uh, I went to a Dollar Tree. I went to a movie. I always uh, go to the Dollar Tree before I go to a movie uh, because if you go to the movie theater and you spend $12 on snacks, that's uh, like popcorn. But if you go to the Dollar Tree and you spend $12 on snacks, like you gotta be out of your fucking mind. Okay? <laughs> but for one movie, better have kids with you. A lot of sugar. I like the, there's something peaceful about being in a Dollar Tree. There's something unique about being surrounded by a ton of cheap shit. And uh, just knowing that in this place, Nobody can buy anything more expensive than me. <laughs> it's the only place that's like that. You can just leave your shame at the door in the Dollar Tree. All, all are one. Beneath the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree got a lot bigger. It has a whole kitchen section now. You can buy a kitchen knife. You can buy black gloves. just like $2. You could go into a Taco Bell and work there for 15 minutes and quit. Just take your earnings to the Dollar Tree and get famous the wrong way. And uh, that option is always available to everyone in this room. Love the Dollar Tree, man. (laughs) 
I was trying to remember another joke, and then I was just thinking about, yeah, I already talked about how I want Jeff Bezos to die in space <laughs> tomorrow. That's so big that, like, we already have, like, one monopoly astronaut Dracula, and tomorrow we get our second one. <laughs> Jeff Bezos gets daily stem cell injections. And so can you in America. That's the dream, right? We just let that guy drink blood, cracking open fetuses and sucking out the juices just because it's like, yeah, you know what, one day I could, you know, what if it was me? <laughs> that is what we're protecting out here. <laughs> I, like, uh, I like Keanu Reeves, man. Like, I heard this, there was this whole list of Keanu Reeves quotes online where that guy is just the king of saying gentle, thought-provoking shit. Speaks from the heart. He has like this quote that's like, uh, if you can be kind after life has hurt you, then you are a badass with the heart of an angel. <laughs> it's a great thing to say, I agree with it. Very nice thing to say. But that guy's an actor. What kind of questions are they asking him? Are they just like, hey, so when's the new John Wick coming out? Also, how do you turn pain into something beautiful? <laughs> so there's gonna be another Matrix movie. I thought you died at the end of the third one. Also, how do you say goodbye to something that you love when it's too late? And he always has an answer. He always has the perfect thing to say. Every time he's in a picture, it's just him walking around by himself, eating an ice cream cone, looking at the ground, just thinking about life. Nothing funny there. <laughs> Nothing funny about that at all. <laughs> so um, we made it through that thing. That's all right. Are you, how's that new awful hobby going? <laughs> are you gonna stick with it now? Now that things are different, are you gonna keep making sourdough? <laughs> are you keep making shit out of yarn? Just hanging plants out of things that you made out of yarn? These terrible hobbies. I had no idea what I was gonna do with myself when everything shut down. I was kind of moping around. It's like, oh man, all my shows got canceled. What am I gonna do? And I walked outside and uh, a lot of people's chickens got out in Portland. We have feral chickens now. And uh, I saw these two chickens fighting in front of my house. And I was just like, that's it. That's gonna be my thing. I'm gonna raise these chickens. I'm gonna build a coop. I'm gonna eat their eggs. I'm gonna become a fucking vegetarian. I'm gonna write a fucking book. I'll be like the Zen of raising chickens and how it saved me. <laughs> then I got closer to the birds and actually when chickens have been just outside fighting for weeks, they're just these dirty, bloody birds that have been brawling their way <laughs> through the sidewalks. And I was like, that's fine. I'm gonna save you so you can save me. <laughs> and I chased them into my neighbor's yard 
And uh, in that yard, there was a child. And a child saw me doing this. And sometimes you just need a second pair of eyes to realize that you don't want to be doing what you're doing right now. I threw it out right then. I didn't do the book. And I didn't get abs either. I tried to get abs. And there's something so sad about a man alone in a room with abs. It's like, who is this for? <laughs> Nothing. It's worthless. So I started, you know, just eating again. That was good. <laughs> you know what always gets my dick hard? It's the uh, music of Stephen Foster. Any Stephen Foster fans in the house? Piano players? Stephen Foster. Have you heard of him? In the back, Stephen Foster! <laughs> Microphone, I don't need to do that. Stephen Foster is an old-timey 1800s composer from Pittsburgh. He wrote Swanee River. <laughs> All right, not a hit. He, he wrote Camp Town Races. Everybody knows that one, right? Camp Town Ladies, sing this song. Comes right back. That's how, that's how good that song is. That used to be the best that we could do. That was, that was the best song in the world when that came out. People were just like, duda, duda. You can say it twice! It's a man possessed! <laughs> that song was famous on the East Coast and the West Coast of the United States when there was just one train connecting those two things. People used to fuck to that song, man. Right? <laughs> when Camp Town Races first dropped, that's when people first learned in America that uh, you can choke each other when you fuck, and, uh, and it's a good thing. Duda, Duda. <laughs> Drives him wild. All right, you guys have been so cool. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, let's keep that energy going for your next comedian coming up to the stage. One of my favorite comedians, and about to be one of yours, unless you've already seen them and they're probably already your favorite. Put your hands together. Shane Brendan. <laughs> How we doing? Keep it going for all the comments you guys have seen so far. Yeah. This is great. Happy to be here. Uh, this is one of my favorite places to be. So when Barbara uh, told me it was coming back, I got really excited. And I'm glad you guys are here. This is dope. Comedy belongs in a hot, musty-ass basement. Uh, that's where it's supposed to be. It doesn't need to be on the ground floor. People feel weird about laughing at inappropriate shit when other people can see. On, you know, at the street level, but you come down here, you're just like, you nasty motherfuckers laugh at anything. And that's good. You need that here. So thank you guys for being here. This is great. Uh, give yourself a round of applause, goddammit. You can do it. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited to be out. Anybody have somebody in their circle of friends that was overly excited, but also did not understand what the vaccine was supposed to do? Like, overly excited to be back out in public, but also complete idiot. Uh, didn't read the fine print. You know what I mean? 
Right, like I had a buddy who came up to me, he's like, hey man, ever since I got vaxxed up, I've been out here sucking face and eating all kinds of ass. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, you know? I don't think you understand how the vaccine works, sir. You know, Johnson & Johnson's not gonna prevent syphilis. You know, Pfizer doesn't give a fuck about the clap. What are you talking about right now? He's like, bro, don't worry about that shit. I didn't get either one of those. I got that Modelo shot. What? <laughs> so I got that Modelo shot. I was like, bro, Modelo is, you know what? You deserve cold sores. Get out there, buddy. <laughs> Have a good time, you, <laughs> you dummy. But this is great. I'm happy to be out of my house because right now I'm outnumbered by all these women that I love and care about, right? There's my wife, right? My 10-year-old daughter and my teenage niece has been living with us for a couple of years. Now I have three women at three different stages of their lives saying mean shit to me every day. Every fucking day, they just bully me. It's the same shit. I hate you. Get out of my room. You're not my real dad. That's just my wife saying that shit. I don't understand what the fucking problem is. Just bully me. I'm such a good person. Me and my wife got into an argument a couple days ago when my closing statement in the fight was me yelling, I'm not a little boy. I'm a man. And then I threw down my PlayStation controller. <laughs> Picked up the rest of my Capri Sun and stormed off to our bedroom. Like a man does. You know. Feeling good, feeling kind of loosey-goosey. Had some lazy sideways sex this morning. Anybody else? Make some noise if you know what I'm talking about. That lazy early morning hot breath on the back of your partner's neck. No words, just emotion. Sideways sex. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, see. It's always the relaxed motherfuckers that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love it, lazy, like, like that, that early morning, that sideways shit, man, I tell my younger friends that stuff, they're like, oh man, it's, that's sad, you need to get out, you need to fuck in the shower and do some weird shit. It's like, first of all, I don't have the core strength to do that shit anymore, <laughs> right? And also, we don't have the non-skin things in our bathtub, so that's just reckless, <laughs> you know? But it, it is not, you know, it, it, it went down like it does most of the time when she lets me do it, you know? I woke up, and I was just looking at the back of her head, and I was thinking, this might be your day, Shane. All right, no words, I just gave her a little nudge. You know, just, just nudged a little bit, right? She didn't even look back, this is how I knew she was with it. What'd she do? She pushed it back a little bit. She just pushed it back a little bit, and it was fucking on from there, baby. Fucking on from there. And then a couple minutes in, I saw this weird glow come from like over the, her shoulder and the back of her head. It was like a bluish glow. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? And I look over her shoulder, she's paying a goddamn Chase credit card bill. Well, I'm three and a half inches inside her, just in there, fumbling around. She's getting mediocre dick. Chase credit card's getting $225. That's time management right there. That's time management. That's people who are in love and need to just get two things done at the same time, man. I fucking love that shit, man. Just like a lot of people, I started doing weird shit just to maintain during the pandemic and the lockdown. I picked up some hobbies. And I'd like to apologize to all of my white friends here this evening. Uh, you guys were right. Nature is pretty tight, bro. <laughs> I got into hiking. <laughs> I went on my first hike. It was great. I went out there, I touched a tree and shit. Uh, you know, I just, I looked at stuff. I was like, this is cool, right? And I posted a picture of me on Instagram uh, after the hike, and there was a gentleman I didn't know in the comment section. He goes, I bet you'd be pretty good at urban hiking. What the fuck? 
I didn't know what that meant, right? And I looked it up, and it turns out urban hiking is just like hiking through a cityscape or a park or something like that. And not what I thought he meant was just niggas getting lost in the woods. So I learned that. That's cool. Learned that about myself. I also learned that party drugs still work when you're by yourself. Yeah. yeah. I stocked up on a lot of party <laughs> uh, before the lockdown. And let me tell you, Coke still works on a Tuesday night by yourself while your wife and daughter are sound asleep in their room. Yeah. Yeah. Molly will still make you touch yourself when there is no music and no one around. It still works. Still works. During the lockdown, there was, uh, there was these kids, I said, come on, the young guys, they moved in, they rented the house next door to me, right? Young guys, and they are in a band. Uh, they're in a metal band, and they live next door to me, uh, and they practice <laughs> a lot. Uh, and it's every day. It's every day they practice. They're metal music, uh, every day. Uh, and it's loud. Right, and it's for several hours. And it's every day. <laughs> they, they do, they play that shit every day. And it's taken everything in me to not go over there and ask to join their band. These guys are cool as fuck. I really like their music. I really wanna be a part of this shit. My wife can tell that I wanna be a part of it because anytime I'm in the backyard smoking a cigarette and they're just like they're practicing and shit, I'm just over there like just jamming out like, Punk, 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 metal, fucking <laughs> That's not how you dance to it, but I'm like, ah, these guys get it, man. I wanna, these guys are so cool. They got so many safety pins on their shirt. Their jeans are so much tighter than anything I own. I want to be down with these fucking kids, right? Right, so she can tell, right? So she's like, babe, if you really want to like, go over there and make a connection with these kids, you bring a case of beer over there. You knock on the door, you say, hey, I hear what you guys are doing in here, and I'm into it. When you say one of these days I sit in, maybe even jam out with you, you know? What do you say? I was like, babe, I'm not gonna do that. That's gonna make me look sad and desperate. I'll just keep doing what I've been doing. Is that when they start playing, I'll just play along by myself in my room. And then on the other side of me, a hot little newlywed couple just moved in. Young, tight bodies, mm, real tight. Just got married, so what's that mean? They're fucking all the time. And it's every day, right? And it's loud, right? New love, I get it, you wanna be good at it, but it's every day for several hours. And I hear him over there. And it's taking everything in me <laughs> to not go over there and ask to join them. And my wife could tell I want to be a part of this shit. Right, because anytime they're going at she just sees me looking out my window through their window, like, yeah, looking for like a loose ball or a titty or something. Mm. She's like, babe, if you really want to go over there, this is what you need to do. You get a couple bottles of Merlot. You go over there, you say, hey, hear what you guys are doing over here. And I'm into it. When you say, one of these days I sit in, kind of watch you do your thing, help. Maybe even jam out with you, what do you say? I said, that's a good idea, babe, but I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna make me look sad and desperate. I'll just keep doing what I've been doing. But every time I hear them go at it, I just play along by myself in my room. That's gross. That's gross. That's gross. I'm glad, that, uh, I'm glad that things are starting to open back up. Like I said, I'm a father. One of the favorite things I used to do 
Was that a weird transition? <laughs> I watched my neighbors fuck. Let me tell you about my daughter now. <laughs> Stupid. No, but one of the favorite things we used to do before everything shut down was like we, we, we'd hit every neighborhood in Portland and just like go to different parks. I mean, some people might think that's cheap. I think that's adventurous, right? So we go to different playgrounds and stuff like that. So now that things are opening back up, uh, recently we went to a playground, you know, and she's playing with another little girl, having a great time, right? And I'm halfway across the park, listening to a podcast, pay, not paying attention, like a good father, and, and, and like this slightly older boy walks up and he starts fucking with the girls, right? I'm too far away to hear what's being said, but I could tell by her body language that something wasn't right, because I look up and she's over there doing this shit. <laughs> And I get up and I'm like, oh shit, right? So I start making my way towards the kids. I get about halfway there and this little boy, this little piece of shit, he just pushes my baby girl over, right? She hits the ground, tumbles back, and I'm thinking to myself, God damn, am I gonna have to fuck up a child? <laughs> Again, right? So then I pick up the pace. <laughs> I get closer to the kids and this is why my little girl's so dope. This is why I love her so much. She stands up, she dusts her clothes off. She gets chest to chest with this little boy, looks him dead in his eyes and she goes, That's a proud father moment right there. That's a proud, you mean to tell me a 10 year old little girl knew the proper context to use a phrase like that, was also progressive enough to know it isn't reserved for any specific gender. You being an asshole, you being a suck that dick? I'm father of the year, goddamn. That's my time, my name's Shane Brennan, you guys have been great. Thank you, have a good night. Keep it going for Shane Brendan. And that's it. That's the show. I uh, hope you liked it. It was a lot of fun to, to be there. And er I think everybody had a pretty good time. You know, that's a sweeping generalization. But that was definitely the vibe was a bunch of people having fun. And I hope you had fun listening to the show. And I'm having fun right now. And um, I'm sweating. I'm sweating just like it was back in that back in that basement with the busted AC. The AC is fixed. I've been assured uh, that it has it has since been fixed, but you know who knows. I, I haven't really heard, um, but no, it, it's it's probably fixed. Um, so you know, come on down on a Monday at eight if you're if you're feeling kind of if you're in the area. Or if you happen to be in the area, you know, check check it out. Have a have a good time. I think you're great. I love you. And um, let's see, one interesting thing about me that you don't know. I I for some reason I I uh, donated plasma for the first time last year after I lost my job at the beginning of the pandemic, and it's uh kind of you know it's not comfortable it's it feels a little weird i got one time i got really nauseous and um they had to give me what what did they gave give me they gave me like a little thing of powerade like an eight ounce bottle of powerade and um like some ritz with cheddar or something like to settle my stomach and oh and they they also 
what else did they but they did a bunch of stuff they like elevated my feet or something and yeah it was it was like as soon as they put that needle in me i felt the life inside of my body get sucked out through that needle and i just was like a nauseous husk of what i formerly was and um yeah that was that experience um so yeah i think thank you once again for listening to the show and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day all right goodbye Bye.